Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 25th day of March, and this the year of our Lord, 2022. I will be talking about how the United States has demonstrated in the Ukraine-Russia war that it can wage very effective economic warfare against other non-complying nations, what this portends for the United States and for the world. There are lessons to be drawn from conflict, plans made for fighting the next war. It's a concept like a football coach studying film of his past games to learn his team's strengths and weaknesses. Generals and presidents learn from past wars and develop ways to prevent the same losses and to preserve the same victories. That at least partially explains why generals always seem to fight the last war as the Russians seem to be doing now in Ukraine. We can take more than one lesson from Ukraine right now, such as the lesson that nuclear deterrence works. It works. It's a powerful defense. I have little doubt that except for Russia's nuclear arsenal. The U.S. and NATO would be actively involved in the air and on the ground in Ukraine. The realization that Russia's nuclear missiles have prevented NATO's active involvement has provoked Europe to rearm and the U.S. is currently conducting seminars about modernizing the U.S. nuclear arsenal. In other words, another nuclear arms race. The U.S. arsenal, especially in space, has apparently been allowed to degrade since the Reagan years. Suddenly, U.S. planners are confronted with two powerful nuclear-armed enemies. The U.S. has demonstrated, however, that perhaps the most powerful weapon in the world today is not nuclear weapons, which cannot be used without risking worldwide destruction, but the weaponized U.S. dollar. Since the Bretton Woods Agreement at the end of World War II, the U.S. has enjoyed world reserve status for the dollar. That means that world trade must be in dollars, either dollars in hand or as the benchmark. No country will currently sign an agreement for future projects denominated in anything but dollars. The euro is a distant second. The Chinese yuan is even a more distant third. During the Nixon Ford years, when the oil sheiks in the Middle East discovered that oil also could be a powerful weapon, Henry Kissinger, as Secretary of State, developed a system of trade known as the petrodollar system. It worked like this. The United States will use its blood and treasure to protect and guard and power the Saud royal family as rulers of Saudi Arabia in return. The Saud family will only sell oil denominated in dollars at the prevailing market rates. Biden's recent courting of Iran, the ancient enemy of the Saud family, along with his refusal to defend them from attacks by the Iranian-armed Houthi rebels in Yemen, has convinced the Saudis to take proposals from China to sell oil in Yuan. Nevertheless, world trade requires U.S. dollars, and to get them, one must have access to the place where they can be printed in unlimited numbers. The Federal Reserve, other countries, or banks, Washington dollars are very concerned about violating U.S. banking regulations because they have witnessed the power of the dollar and the message is loud and clear. A lesson for virtually every nation and financial institution in the world is powerful and clear as an armed strike, but even more deadly. No access to dollars means no nation will take your local money to buy anything. You are effectively cut off, unable to conduct business anywhere in the world. The United States 
is by far the largest economy in the world and the largest importer in the world. For example, the weakness of the Russian economy has been laid bare for all the world to see during this war. The European Union's economy, for example, is more than 10 times that of Russia. The U.S. then can wreak havoc on any country that will not play its game. A good example would be Iran, after Trump canceled the original agreement worked out by Obama, the Iranian economy was devastated. But President Biden is working diligently to restore the Iranian economy to its previous status. So my guess is that Iran will have to agree to play along with the globalist goals of the new liberal world order. As laid out to them by President Biden, this is far more important than whether Iran has a functional nuclear weapon. The mechanism for weaponizing the dollar is the cooperation of other nations. Once the other great nations and economic powers are on board, it's play our game or you will not play. The U.S. has been very successful at mobilizing NATO, but other far-flung nations such as Japan, distant from Ukraine, but very close to the dollar, very dependent, on U.S. military aid is also on board. The Allies are what has come to be known as the liberal world order. Do not want to engage in battle or kinetic warfare. They really do not want the U.S. upset with them. There is, therefore, a coalition of the central banks of all the world's cooperating nations to isolate and destroy the Russian economy. That economy is dependent on the export of commodities primarily oil and gas, but many other commodities needed by industrialized nations. When Russian energy imports to the U.S. are banned and the dollar is weaponized by a large alliance of industrialized nations, the result is that Russia is in deep trouble. Long story a little shorter, Russia could be in for a long, slow, unremitting misery. Or said another way, being wounded or killed on the battlefield is one thing, but watching your kids go hungry is quite another. Like strategic bombing in World War II, the financial warfare is designed to lead the Russian economy in tatters so that people would rebel and demand that their rulers make peace. It didn't work in World War II, but time will tell if it works now. The home front suffers in war as well, suffers on both sides. In this case, we suffer from rising oil prices, which give Biden the incentive to call it Putin's price increases, but the American people are coming to realize that is just a convenient lie on the military front. The American public is being told through the media that Russia is losing the war. The Russians may indeed lose the war and be forced back across the border, but they may also endure a long, grinding victory. And in war, an ugly win is still a win. One thing we have learned for certain, though, is that the weaponized use of the dollar is a frightening weapon it carries with it. The ability to starve whole populations, there's no need for military action, no need for a naval blockade, no need for submarine warfare against merchant shipping, because Russia, the enemy, is already effectively blockaded and isolated without firing a shot. The application of the weaponized dollar toward Iran and Russia demonstrated that the scale of warfare could be adjusted. Russia, unlike Iran, is economically devastated by the enormous scale of the attack. Even individual Russians, whom the West labels oligarchs, have had their yachts and their multi-million dollar homes confiscated. I suppose the reason is to make it hard to be Russian. 
thus making a coup against the Russian government. More likely, the U.S. has told the world, and especially China, that if anyone tries to do business with Russia in gold, which Russia thought was a safe haven, then the same would happen to them. The message sent around the world is also being received, especially in China. Suddenly, the Chinese are brushing off the hand of Putin, which was around their shoulder just a few weeks ago. Suddenly, the Chinese are willing to talk strategy with the U.S. That strategy does not carry a prerequisite regarding Taiwan. The Chinese undoubtedly will demand concessions, but they have seen that the once highly regarded power of Russia is no match for the economic power of the United States regarding Invading Taiwan, the Chinese have been sent a valuable lesson. That lesson is never assumed that a war will be a slam dunk. Unfortunately, while we're focused on the war in Ukraine and rising prices for food and fuel, our rulers are working quietly to take away our cash as well as the cash of the Russian people. They're out of the closet now, open now on their intent to establish a global social credit system powered by a Federal Reserve-controlled digital currency. Before you think that using a credit card for everything would not be so bad, let me explain why. It would be a nightmare. It would be a global gulag with digital walls around our brains. We have seen what economic warfare can do, and we better learn from that example. Just a simple example with digital currency, social credit, you must maintain social standing as the government defines it to control your own money. There is no cash, so no privacy. The government knows and monitors everything you sell, everything you buy. The government knows who you give to, how much. If it doesn't think you're socially acceptable, your livelihood is cut off. Remember what I said about rushing so Russian soldiers watching their children go hungry. No cash, no autonomy. Every purchase you make must be approved from on high. That approval will be contingent on your social credit score. Does that information sound far-fetched to you? It sure does to me, and yet, here it is. It's real. The weaponized dollar has proven itself to be frightening, but the digital dollar, when weaponized, would be terrifying. The president of the United States is all in on this idea, folks. He's all in on the idea of digital money. As a result, he has directed the Federal Reserve, to begin the development of the digital currency for the United States. Since the U.S. is the world's reserve, that means for the whole world. Last Monday, he gave a talk to a group of 16 CEOs known as the Business Roundtable. This is a direct quote from his remarks. Quote, as one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. Since then... We've established a liberal world order that hasn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now's the time when things are shifting. There's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it, In quote. Well, Congress is aware of this. It's aware of his order to enact a digital currency because a bill labeled H.R. 6415 has been introduced in the House, which would prevent the U.S. from adapting digital currency. It is presently in committee, but to become law, it would have to pass a Democrat-controlled House, then a Democrat-controlled Senate, then be signed by a Democrat president, 
who is the very reason it was introduced. So what are the chances? That's right, folks. The chances are zero. We can hope it escapes committee at least so there would be debate and at least bring some awareness to the issue. In conclusion, this information has caused me to think about who our real enemy is in this new liberal world order. Who is the enemy of everything you hold dear, your family, your progeny, your ancestors, your culture, your civilization? Who is responsible for the disintegration of our civilization that we're seeing all around us? You have to decide that for yourself. Finally, folks, money has indeed been weaponized. We not only have to endure the worst inflation in many years, but we have to wonder what our money will be worth tomorrow. Now we must also wonder if we will be allowed to spend it. What good is money? when it can be canceled at the whim of someone else. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.